This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. You're listening to The Paranormal Pursuit, hosted by Bobsy from 99.7 The Mix and Larry Wilson from the Urban Paranormal Investigation. You're not alone. We're not alone. The Paranormal Pursuit will keep you company. Sometimes I feel like this is a CSI show and not a paranormal <laughs> show. You know, it kind of is though. It really is investigating, right? Same, yeah. same thing. We're, just, we're not cleaning up the mess after we leave, though. You know what I mean? Not yet. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. It is the Paranormal Pursuit Podcast. My name is Bonzi, and that is Larry Wilson. We are excited to give you guys season two, episode eight. This is the Rossville. Opera House, located where, Mr. Wilson? It's uh, Rossville, Illinois. Um, pretty close to the Indiana border, not too far. All right. This was uh, a little bit out of order. We tried to do the best we could by, you know, we've done so many investigations, yeah. you know, so we, we got to some earlier invest, or this one was earlier than the last two, I think, podcasts we did. I think you said this was a couple was, of years after or early, couple couple of years before Edinburgh. Right. This, uh, what happened a couple of years, we did... Um, Several investigations in a year. Yeah, we, we did. did two in one year. Yeah. So this one was 2015. 9-11. Yep. 2015. And we uh, went, it was myself, it was you, and again, Casey, a uh, former employee, uh, part-timer here, who was an uh, intern no name at one part. But uh, Casey, I forgot she went on several. Yes, I mean, she, she did. She went on three or four, so yeah. I think three maybe. And I we talked to her. I asked Casey if she wanted to join us for the podcast. She said, oh my gosh, I would love to. She still wants to go on trips with us, so we need to maybe uh, think about yeah. taking her with us on the Seems next like one. Seems like things happen when she's around. You want it to just be me and you? At, 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 we haven't talked about where we're going yet for this Halloween show, but maybe invite Casey along for this one. I don't know if you want to yeah. take her along with this one or not. She's good. I mean, you know, she's had stuff happen to her, and you hear in these clips, it's good to hear her voice on there. You know, validating stuff that all right. three of us were hearing. You know right. what I mean? Right. He gets that extra voice saying, "Hey, you know, it's not just you and I making this stuff <laughs> yeah. up." You know, and, and and some of the and, and I like Casey's voice too. You can always hear in uh, uh, nervousness, like she's always <laughs> like, "What's going on?" Kind of a voice. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's like, and she's kind of double checking herself. Like, did you hear that too? Right. You know? For sure. Remember to always uh, go back and listen to the other podcast, guys. If these pop up on your Facebook or social media, you know, there's a ton of them. Uh, season one was all about Larry Wilson and his investigating and how he got started into the paranormal and um, how he uh, came in contact with us here. Um, already working on season three ideas as well and, and pretty excited about that. And I think when we dive into season three, it's going to be maybe us uh, talking about some other places, you know, that people have investigated and uh, maybe uh, diving into some some evidence that they've done and maybe diving into, you know, when you talk about paranormal, Larry, you know, you, you've said it before again, does my skepticism go up even higher when you start talking about Bigfoot and start talking about aliens? Well, listen, you know, there's things that you can't explain in those realms and there are videos and pictures. And again, we're going to dive into all that stuff in season three. So it seems like uh, it's all interrelated somehow. Right. Season two, episode eight. Here we go, guys. Rossville Opera House, and it's from Rossville, Illinois. Larry, how did we uh, find out about this one? And then uh, let's give the brief history of the place. Um, again, just uh, I was looking for places, and I'd investigated Rossville twice before you and I went together. I did it twice in 2014, 
and had a few things happen. Saw a couple things there and thought thought it'd be a good. Who did place you take with you uh, in that one? I uh, just took a. Um, there was a lady from Taylorville, and doggone, I can't think of her name now, unfortunately. Um, but she wanted to go on an investigation, and, and I didn't have anyone to go with me, so I took her. And then also a um, friend of ours, Nicole Richards, her stepfather went with me uh, at one point. Okay, cool. Um, but uh, but Rossville itself, uh, uh, it's a small town. Um, it's located 135 miles uh, basically northeast of Springfield. Uh, the building is a three-story brick uh, built in 1903. It was built when the Masonic Lodge uh, purchased a vacant lot at 108 North Chicago Street in Rossville. And after construction was finished, which uh, it, it concluded in 1904, the lodge uh, located its operation on the third floor, and an opera house opened on the first floor. Um, originally, what is now the second floor was a balcony only. Um, the balcony was between the first and third floors. Then in 1931, the owner of the building extended the wooden floor um, and basically created the second floor. But over the years, the second floor has been used as a uh, metal fabrication shop, uh, rental apartments. Um, back in the day, though, the building and the opera house, they were basically state-of-the-art, uh, even by today's standards, that with uh, intricate molding, woodwork, um, and you know fancy designs that can still be seen if you want to visit the place. Um, for 25 years, uh, plays and shows were held uh, in the building, but due to financial problems, the Opera House originally closed in 1912, just a few years after opening, but um, it was purchased by uh, new owners, and then a couple years later, they reopened the, uh, the Opera House again, and it existed until 1929. Um, it was during um, the time that it had closed following the 1929 uh, probably around 1929, 1930, it was rumored that illegal um, moonshine operations were run out of the uh, out of the building. And uh, the local legend indicates that Al Capone uh, actually visited the site when his car broke down. And uh, I don't know if I guess he had his, his vehicle repaired there at a local repair shop, but um, it was uh, further rumored that Capone actually ran a bootleg uh, liquor operation out of the, out of the old opera house by convincing, a, um, I guess there was a copper worker on the second floor at the time, and he convinced the guy to actually make stills for him, and then they opened a, uh, a moonshine operation in the basement. And the story that uh, the owner at the time that we investigated uh, told us that, uh, that, that basically they would, they would uh, make the, the booze in the, the building that houses the opera house, and then it was transported next door so basically, they would drive a car in with, um, with, um, um, you know, they would drive a car in in the opera house building, load it up, and then they would go through this building next door, and the, the car would actually come out of the building next door to kind of disguise what they were doing. Um, also, um, in 1931, uh, the first floor was turned into a Ford uh, car dealership. And oh it, yeah, it operated for a long time. A lot of old equipment still in that place, man, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think, um, from what Dave, uh, told us, the, the owner of the building that, uh, I think it was, uh, I forgot what year it happened in, but the actual second floor, remember, totally collapsed. Yeah. And he took us down into the basement by, there was this old uh, platform elevator. Totally took, scary, creepy. Took, I did not want to get on that thing. No, no. And he <laughs> took us down there. And then that's when he showed us that, well, some of the rubble that was still left right. from when the building or the second floor collapsed. But, uh, the first floor itself had been used for you know various purposes, like I said, a Ford and Buick dealership, auto repair shop, welding shop. It was an auction house and even a poultry store. 
when we investigated the building, um, Dave Triska had uh, a little antique shop, you know, that uh, that he had put in there, uh, and um, he knew it was haunted. He'd had some experiences in there, and uh, so he started renting it out. Uh, uh, at the time, rather cheap. He, I think he charged us like forty dollars mm-hmm. for the whole night. Yeah. You know, and but uh, Dave had things happen to him. Um, one of the stories Dave told us was how one night he was walking. Um, I think it was the third floor, and he was on his own little investigation and just, he said something. Uh, and I think he said a swear word or something. And he said that just like an unseen hand shoved him up against the wall. He said it was forceful enough that it actually pushed his body against the wall, you know? So, uh, others claim to have also been shoved by walking downstairs. Um, the second floor, just opposite of the, what we call the, the kitchen area where we set up our equipment, uh, is said to have a lot of activity where people will hear the sound of a woman moaning. Um, and we actually recorded a couple voices there when we're breaking our equipment down that we'll play in a little bit here. Um, some of the other activity, the hallway on the third floor um, has has been known to have a black mass that's been seen. Um, and I saw such a black mass when I was there in 2014 uh, the third floor, and we'll describe the building here in a bit and a little more in depth, but on the third floor, it's probably the, the most wide open area of the entire building, and it's where the Mason's Lodge was, you know, back in the day. Um, but uh, in this, the floor was basically empty. Um, and then at the very, the, the very far end of the third floor is what they call the Tyler's Room area. And from what I found out, a Tyler basically uh, was a person in the Masonic Lodge that he would check IDs, that type of thing, make sure that people were that were coming in were actually in the Masons. Um, but where his room was, um, and probably about 30 feet past the room, um, there was it was just kind of well lit, um, I would say. And again, all the lights were out when I was there, but you could still see the room. I had infrared. Well, there were giant windows. There were like windows well, that are about five feet yeah, tall but that were all around. But they're off the ground. Uh, way up off the ground. Yeah, 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 I, I'm, yeah, you're yeah. talking tw- yeah. probably 25 feet off the uh-huh. ground toward the roof. Um, so car lights can't come in that area, but the moonlight will light up that part mm-hmm. of the building, or at least half of that building. But the other half, um, the windows were kind of painted over, or so the other half of that third floor was dark. So I had the infrared camera set up. On we'll talk th- about again how long that hallway is. Well, that hallway well, is really long. I'm talking probably, what would you say, 50 yards long? Yeah, easily, easily. A, a football field or half a football field. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and the room itself is longer than that, yeah. you know. Um, but I was there, and this is when the, the lady was with me, and I was sitting on the floor, uh, on the second floor, just monitoring the, the, the video camera, see if anything was going on. And I had placed a basketball about a third of the way from the Tyler's area toward the opposite end of the third floor. And I put it there just to see if, if it would move during the night. And all of a sudden I noticed that the basketball was gone. And all I could see was just where the basketball had been. It was completely black, completely dark, but the basketball was gone. So anyhow, uh, as I'm watching the video camera, all of a sudden I noticed that it was like, it's hard to describe, it was like a black fog. All of a sudden, the area that was dark moved forward and then moved back, and it moved back far enough, and there was the basketball still on the floor, and then this black mass or whatever it was jutted forward again, covering up the basketball. 
then jutted up, then jutted back again, and I could still see that half of the room. It was lit up again where, you know, just for the time I was watching the video camera, it was completely black there. So some mass of just black, complete darkness had covered up the basketball, and it was moving around. Right, and I asked you if you had this on video and if you recorded it and found it, but— No. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I, I've, I've got another computer at home that I've mentioned before on the podcast that— um, I had problems with it, so I've got several computers since then, and I've got old data on there, and that's where our Rossville data would be. Okay. So if I can ever find that, we'll post it, and so folks right. can see it. Yeah, that'd be something that I think everyone would like to see for sure. And and I know when we went there, you tried to recreate it. You know, when when you we, when yeah we couldn't find the basketball. Well, I don't that's think, that we? same night I did the same thing. And then I also thought, well, maybe the moon, maybe the moon was shining through right. the window. But you know, when I went outside that night, um, there there was. For that, whatever reason, right. you know, it was partially cloudy, but th- <clears throat> there wasn't really a prevalent moon that night. And actually, from where that was being lit up, um, there's a hallway, and we'll talk about this hallway as well, but there's a hallway that runs the full length of the third floor. And on on the, what I'll call, I'll just say the left side of that room, there's no windows coming in. So no light can get in to that area of the building from the outside, unless what you were talking about was the windows at the top of the room. But again, yeah, because we could see outside to the you could see the across the street. Well, when you when you were in the hallway, yeah, there's a window there. But again, there's a wall that blocks separates that from the right. from the from the masons area. Right. So we need to break down the, the 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 layout of this place because the second floor where we set up home base, kind of. Well, there were apartments on the second um, floor. Yeah, there kitchen. were, and and so there was a kitchen area. There was a hallway that led to some other rooms in there. And Dave actually had an apartment where he would stay overnight. He lived in Lafayette, Indiana, but yeah. when he would be there for the weekends, he would stay in a little apartment. There. And I remember sitting. Uh, we we were sitting on. The, the front part of the, the building, which there was, again, big windows behind us there, too, yeah. as well. Yep. Had a table sitting there. That's when we set up our, our camera uh, devices on the, you know, the video recording devices. It was our staging area. The monitors, yeah. And then um, it was just a, you know, a, I don't know, a, a staircase that went from the first floor to the second floor, then again to the third, third floor. floor right. It was on the left side of the building. And when you get up to the, the very top of that, Third floor, where was the Masons area, which I think most of the activity, most of the stuff occurs up in that area. Most of the sounds, most, most of the of things the that I've seen or voices that we heard yep. came up from that third floor. This, just the same, I would say, most of the things I experienced were on the third floor. Uh, you, Casey, and I experienced things on the third floor. Right. But as you're describing the third floor, too, when you come up the stairway, uh, there's a hallway. Big, long, giant hallway. Yeah. I would say this hallway is probably Again, 50 yards long, maybe. Three yards wide. Yep, and to the to the on the left side of this hall is where there's windows that you can see out, uh-huh. but the the big wall separates those windows from the masons area, so right. those windows don't create any light or anything. Right, in and the there, but there were area. there were three doors on that yes. right hand side. One right when you got up there, then down the hallway you'd walk about forty yards, and then there would be another one where that Tyler's room yep. area was. And then once you get past that, then there was another door that kind of led you back into the backstage area right. that they had set up for the auditorium. And I can't remember if they were still there when you and Casey and I were there. But when I first investigated the building, the chairs that the Masons used as far as like for the – I forgot what the ranks are in the Masons. But 
there was a, a huge chair that the leader of the, the Masons would Inside sit the in, auditorium? Inside the auditorium. Yeah. And I think like the vice president had a smaller chair. Yeah, we didn't have those actual chairs. There, there was a stage back, you know, if you walked into that big giant auditorium, if you went all the way down the hallway, got through the Tyler's area, then you made a right inside that door You'd walk into the big auditorium. There's a backstage area there right. before you walk into the bigger auditorium. You walk into the bigger auditorium. Right there to your left is the main stage. There yes. was a main stage right there. Then you would walk into the auditorium room, and then there were chairs set up at like it basically three different points, like a triangle. Right. I don't know if there were the masons' chairs or the head chairs, but you know that was the main room you know and there right. was some some wood laying on the floor i think there were some doors laying well, there, on the floor yeah there was wood piled up there were doors there was a there, desk that i sat at an old school desk yeah, yeah like a kids desk um, but pretty much wide open and right. then the roof the ceiling part um i don't really recall there being um, a closed roof. I think it was kind of an open plan, right? With the with yeah, the, you with could the see pillars, the rafters, with yeah. the rafters, you could and see stuff the rafters. up in the very, and it went to a it went to a, a T right at the top. Um, so in twenty fourteen, very tall ceiling. Too. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm I'm guessing that from floor to ceiling, you're talking fifty feet. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. It's huge. And uh, but back in twenty fourteen, one of the other things I saw was, and again, this was the investigation when the lady was with me. Um, we were sitting on that stage area that you just uh, described, and I happened to look up, and there was this light. It was about the size of a softball, and I first thought it might be a bat, you know, reflecting some kind of light. Yeah, you creeped us out with that story yeah, a few times. <laughs> but this this softball type light just it went completely around the the roof or the uh, of the or the ceiling of the of the room that we were in, and I bet I watched it make four complete revolutions around the room. And then it just vanished, and we yeah. never saw it again. So throughout the investigation, I think the three of us went up in there, and we sat at the different areas yeah. and of the of the auditorium up there. Um, you, you'll hear us. Uh, I think in one clip, I think all three of us were in that room, maybe when that happened. But then we split up, and we all took turns sitting down at the end of the hallway because we kind of felt like that hallway and that auditorium, that third floor, was where all the activity was going to go down and where all it was going to happen. And I think you know we had several. You know, things happened that night that Casey and I were not really scared, but we were kind of creeped out by being yeah, down yeah, there at the right. end of that hallway. You know, I mean that in that Tyler's area. And again, the reason that area I think was so creepy and so just weird is that you had told us before. I remember, you know, nobody ever knew exactly went down with those masons and what kind of yeah. you know uh, activity they 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 held what kind of meetings they held the shady people that were a part of that group that were in I mean, that building i again, mean again i mean there's a lot of really really good organizations the masons fund and everything uh-huh. you know, part, and and a lot of good people in the in the masons but they were a secretive group and um, it seems like there's there's other places that are extremely haunted that were former Masons' buildings. Like right. if you go down Alton, Illinois, the old uh, Masonic Lodge down there is one of the most haunted places in town. Right uh, on Will Hill, there was a Masonic Lodge right. there at one time. You know, and all, there's all kinds of strange right. stuff. And there have been there. stories of rituals, and there have yeah, been absolutely. stories yeah. of you know some 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 illegal activity. You know that has happened with. Well, that. they say that the very higher ups. I think there's 33 levels or degrees of Masons, and you get up in the high 30s or the the 30s in the Masons. There's some secretive stuff that goes on, right. you know, that uh, according to the stories. But a lot of places that have had Masonic activity have paranormal activity for whatever reason. But the what you were talking about, the chair was down at the far end at, by the Tyler's room. It was a metal chair that we set up in the hallway. 
And then either, you know, one of us then, there were always two at a time on the third floor, it seemed like, and then one of us would monitor the video cameras uh-huh. for a while. I think you and I took turns doing that. I don't know if Casey ever did. I don't recall that. No, she wanted to stay with one of us at all times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After what had happened to her a couple times at Edinburgh and, and Valiska, she wanted to right. definitely be with one of us. Well, it was basically um, the third floor where everything happened this yeah. particular night. So, so we're going to start off with, um, it looks like... Oh, I just want to add one other thing. Yeah. I kind of got up, uh, lost my track here on, on some of the haunting things that happened. But there's a, a Casey's um, store mm-hmm. just located just across the street from where the Opera House is. About 100 yards. 100 yards or so, yeah. And um, it's at the end of the building where the Tyler's room is. So you can look out and see the Casey's store. But uh, the some of the employees, Dave had told us, Dave Triska, that some of the employees of Casey's had talked about and had told him that from their store, they'll be outside taking a smoke break or whatever. And several times they had seen like apparitions or figures of people standing in the windows looking out. And Dave had told us that several times when they claimed to see these things is when there were no investigations going on and Dave wasn't in the building. Right. And I guess to set up some of these other clips too, like you could hear people Talking. talking a little bit across the street early in the night. Yeah. As the night went on though and the street died down and there was no one act, you know, no one around. I mean that 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 street that that opera house is on, it's dead. Yeah. I mean there's nobody. I mean I don't think there was any businesses open well, down there or anything, was there? Other than Casey's. And right. the, the town itself is only population 1200. So, it's a small small town. There's yeah. not a lot going on. So, a lot of this stuff that you hear, um we had heard a couple of things throughout the night that we thought it some of this stuff could have been, but then there was nothing going on the rest of the night no. um, for any of these sounds, any of these voices, especially these bangs that you hear uh, that that I think – and they startled Casey a, they a few times. Yep. So um, let's get into the, the, the noises first because we've got like four different noises that were picked up on uh, our EVP, our devices, our recording devices. And then we've got um, a clip that we actually picked up on two different recorders that we ended up overlapping because you asked if we could do that, just if we could tell what it was saying a little bit better. Um, Again, we would love for you to tell us what you think you hear or what you uh, think is being said because, you know, we hear several different things every time we play these things just because you never know what's really being said. We can only guesstimate and give our opinion. Right. You've changed your opinion just being in here today. Then, yeah. You know, and I and, and and I know I've changed my opinion when we when we when we move stuff around and make it louder, slow it down. And I'll say this for people that want to be investigators, or maybe they already are. Um, you can play one particular audio clip on several different like audio devices, and it may sound different each time Absolutely. that you play it. Well, it sounded different just on the same device we were using here when we yeah. like raised the volume up or slowed yeah. the clip down. So you just got to be careful. We can tell you what we think we hear, but then again, you guys can hear what you want to hear. The only thing about it is there shouldn't be anything there for us to hear. Right, right. <laughs> you know that that's the unexplainable part about these EVPs. There was something going on in the building the night oh, we yeah. were there. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, I think there's something going on there all the time. Yeah. You know, and um, let's start off with clip number one. Okay. This, uh, again, took place on the uh, third floor, and uh, both uh, Casey and I hear, hear this noise. And this was before midnight? Um, I don't have a time 10 on 51 this. 1051 is yeah, what it says so 1051, I didn't write the time down on this one. Yeah. 
Larry, did you see anything? I forgot. So I, that was the one with me and her. Yes, yeah, I, I forgot. The we second rem- clip we removed, we had to flip-flop yep, We flip-flopped them. Yeah, that, that was actually Bonzi and Casey, and it was 1051. And so not only do you hear the loud bang, you hear a voice right before that, and yep. we don't know what that says, and then you hear another voice after it again. Right. So it's obviously something, we'll, and, I, and I'll play it back for you here. Right at the very beginning, you'll hear a little a voice that we had to amplify, and then the bang, and then you hear us talk about it. So we're not going to say what we think it says because yeah. it's not a it's not a nice word, but um, the thing about it is Casey and I were you know like fifty yards forty five yards away from each other. I was at one end of the hallway. She was at the other end of the hallway. She was sitting down by the Tyler's area when that happened. Yeah. So um, that was a pretty loud bang, man, that we both heard. Fifty feet's a pretty good distance too when you're in a dark building like that. This one here is the uh, bang that Casey and Larry both hear. Right in Again, the third thir- floor. Third floor. Charlie. Yeah. Are you okay? No, it wasn't me. But it came from this room. Charlie. Yeah. No, it wasn't me. But it came from this room. So again, you can hear this the the concern in her yeah. voice because yeah. I think Casey was like, "Oh, here we go again." Because yeah, just several months before is when she had some things happen to her at the Ballista right, House. and at Edinburgh, you know, at Edinburgh yeah. we had things happen there too, and um, or not was it Edinburgh that she was at or Randolph Randolph it ran, County it was Randolph, Randolph County. County, yeah, that's where it happened. And so again, I think she was like, "Oh gosh, here we go again, <laughs> here we go again." <laughs> um, this one here, you want to set this one up? Uh, this yeah, you were. Sitting down the hallway by the Tyler's area. No, 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 no. This is, I'm looking at the camera, seeing this on the camera. You guys are upstairs. I'm asking you guys questions. Do you guys see something? I remember looking at the camera. I'm seeing something while you guys are on the third floor. Oh, play this clip because I, I thought this was where you were actually sitting by the Tyler's area. But go ahead. You may be right. Are you guys moving over there? Yeah. No. We're all together. You guys are upstairs. I'm on the second floor monitoring. No. That's the microphone. That's the, the recording device down there by me. No, I'm, I'm thinking this is when you're at the Tyler's area and Casey and I are also on the third floor. Down this hallway, man. Oh, you're right. No, there's there you're right. I was well, by the Tyler's right room. You're right. I was by the Tyler's room. You, Somebody else was in the auditorium. Yeah. 
And then the other person was down at the other end. Right. I was at the other end of the hall. Or Casey was at the other end of the hallway. Casey was at the other end of the hallway right at the front. You're right. You're right. Because here's what I remember seeing on the camera. Remember Casey had that jacket on that had the the, uh, the reflecting thing that yeah. was on the light? And I remember yep. I kept asking her about, what is that around your neck? What is that around your neck? That's what I was remembering. Okay, yeah, so you're right. I, this is, But the recorder's right next to me. Yeah. Are you guys moving over there? Obviously, those are crickets. <laughs> there's just a ton of movement down this hallway, man. Now, there's buckets there where there could be water moving. Well, it looked like something went right in front of that camera on the floor and, like, blacked out the red part of the air. That's just... and, you know, I don't see shit. Yeah, you're right. You're right, for sure. Because I remember sitting at the end of the hallway, and when I asked you guys if you were moving, you guys were sitting in chairs. Yeah. And I just was wondering if you were sitting up or sitting down, because that's what kind of it looked like. And again, it just, you know, when you're in a dark place and those shadows are messing with your eyeballs, that's the hardest part to, you know, figure out. And like, you also saw something block out the infrared light on the um, infrared camera infrared that was on camera. the floor. It was sitting on the floor. Yeah, yeah there's about halfway down up the hallway, right. so you're talking maybe, what, 25 yards from you? Yeah, for sure. And you saw the light block out. Now, this noise here, too, is another one that uh, you picked up, and this was almost at like 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, 157 near the Tyler's area. Did you hear that? Yeah, I did. Hallway? Yeah. So you're both hearing it, man. And, yeah. and that hallway, again, was where a lot of the activity, I think, was going down. Absolutely. Getting to now the weird-sounding voices. Now, to set some of these up again, Larry, they were different-sounding EVPs than we're used to. They were almost yeah. mechanical microphone. Like, you know, because we're up in that Mason's room. You know they had microphones up there at a, at a podium or something. Back that, in the you day. You know, back in yeah. the day. They just sounded kind of like they were coming through some sort of mechanical device or, or something was amplifying like, like an intercom and we actually thought hey maybe that's the person at casey speaking through the microphone or the 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 right you know the device but we there was nobody there well even in one of these clips you'll hear well casey will ask me is that someone over at the at the casey station and i actually go to the window and look out and it's just like a vacant parking lot there's no one there right and the casey's i think didn't they close, they close at 1 a.m uh, 12 or, or midnight one. Yeah, 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 yeah yeah something like that all right, so here's the first one. What's this first uh, voice that we're going to listen to? This one uh, happened at 10.45 p.m., and this is near the Tyler's area. Did you hear that? Yeah. Is that a 
I could hear you guys walking around. Every time you guys well, would walk around or move, I'd be downstairs like, oh, my God, I'm hearing yeah. somebody walk around and stuff. So well, I got was... up to look out the window, and again, there was no one out there. See, I think I hear, oh, God. You know, like, yeah. oh, God. I'm or, not sure oh. on this one what it said. But to me, and we've kind of discussed this, I think it sounds more female, even though it's mechanical. Oh, yeah, yeah. It it's a female tone female. for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, set up this next one. Um, again, uh, this was just five minutes later, also the Tyler's area, and it's a voice uh, saying a name. And the crazy thing about that one is you heard the first sound, you heard the first voice, you did not hear this one while you guys were up there. So no. this one was picked up on the EVP, and you guys just didn't hear it. We didn't hear it at all. We both hear the same name on there. Yeah, yeah we hear Ned. Ned is the name that we hear uh, on that EVP. All right, so what do we have here, Larry, the next one? 11 p.m., and this is, a again, a mechanical-sounding voice. Um, and this is the one you mentioned earlier that we also have overlapped because it was recorded by two different recorders. Mm -hmm. So we've overlapped it, too, and he'll play both uh, This is clips. the one that we listen to the most, I think, just now, just prior now. setting up the show because you heard something the first time, I heard something the second time. We found that the clip actually was picked up on a third floor recorder and a third floor recorder that was set up at the other end of the hallway. Right, so it's right. two different. We had two different recorders: one set up in the auditorium, and then one set up in the hallway. Because the floor is so big, right? And so you decided, hey, uh, since we're not hearing the same thing, can we amplify the clip and put the clips on top of each other? They match up perfectly. Yep. So again, we have the same EVP picked up on. Two different devices. Right. And we're going to play the clip without overlapping it first to see um, if you guys can figure out what it says. Again, there's something right at the beginning, and right. Casey and I are upstairs. We both heard it. Um, it picks up on two different recorders upstairs in that third floor. You didn't hear anything downstairs. No. Um, let's play that clip one more time, and I'll, and I'll repeat it for you a couple of times before we overlap both clips.
Something is definitely there. Now here is the the, the, the two clips combined together. That is crazy. Next clip is move it here. Is that the first one or move it? Yeah, it's uh, move it here or it's either move it here or move it there. And that's on the third floor at what time? Uh, 2.13 a.m. Oh, my God. I heard it way better in the headphones. Oh, it's definitely move it. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> that just gave me tingles, man. That, yeah. I couldn't hear the move it without the headphones on. I don't right. know why that why that would be that way. Yeah. No, I, I think it's move it there. All right. The next one is from the third floor again, yeah. right? Yeah. That last clip was just in the, the large Mason's area, and this one's from the third floor, also in the Mason's area. It's just a single word. Oh, this is All right, so you have to listen to this really quick because we, we had to amplify it, and then you hear, I think, is it my voice or your voice? I think on it's that my clip? voice after. Okay. Man, I hear that again now with the headphones on. Believe. Yeah, believe. I didn't hear it the first time that yeah. we played it back. I wonder why it does that. Well, When we're listening to it without the headphones on, yeah. I did not hear believe at all. Right. Now I am totally hearing it. Yeah. That's weird how that works. See, and we listened to it over your speakers here oh in the gosh, studio. Oh, my gosh, and turned yeah. it up and, yeah. and listened to it a bajillion times. Yep. I totally hear believe now. All right, the next one. I, who knows what we're going to hear on this one because I, <laughs> I, I I did not hear what you heard the first time. I heard something different. So this, this is, is where at? This is also the third floor. Uh, as far as the time, I don't have a time on this one, but it's also in the Masons area. What do you think's being said? One of two things. It's either brought or fought his brother. I hear brother like yeah. so crystal clear. clear now, even more clear on the headphones, and I cannot tell what that first part is. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Could be either one. Fought it or really brought. could. I yeah. mean, it could be either one. Yep. All right. What's the next one we've got? Uh, here? We're at. Uh, this is now. This one. The next two were recorded while we were breaking down our equipment. Now, again, we had our staging area on the second floor, and we called it the piano room. There was just a piano in that area too, in a kitchen. But um, four twelve a.m. Second floor. Thank <laughs> you. 
There's a lot there. Yeah. Play it again one more time. What do you think is being said there? I hear the first part I hear fairly clear. Move it is what I hear. Um, and if you want to play it just one more time, I almost had what was being said after that, I think. I think it's just a humble or a grump or a grumble. But I think the first part actually says lose it. Lose it? it yeah. It could be. Lose it. And I hear something time uh, right after that. Yeah. yeah, I hear. Yeah. I hear the it's M like sound. A, it's almost yeah. like a you know cow mooing or something. Yeah. Too. and it's unfortunately that's the bad thing. Like a lot of these recorders are recordings rather. Some will be crystal clear, and for some, whatever reason, some will just have huge amounts of white noise in with right. them. All right. Um, the last one that we have is uh, right after that. Right. It's like yeah. we were still we, we were we were packing up. Correct. Right. So it's in somewhere after four twelve a.m. I mean, there's obviously two things. Said. Three things. Well, there's well, two things being said, and then the pops afterwards. Yeah. Okay, so I think the second voice you can obviously hear "hello." Hello. Yes. That first one we don't know. We think it says maybe what Helen. Helen. Um, yeah. or Helen. it could be saying hello. Yeah. You know, in a, a different. You know, twice. But then you hear you hear the pops and the bang right after that. Right. Right. Exactly. And uh, we'll play it one more time. That's crazy. Very crazy. Yeah. And again, lots of activity going on, lots of movement. That third floor, is that place still investigated or is it shut down now? Well, I know, I think they'll let you. Um, they have a, you can go online and find it and contact information. I think they'll still let you investigate. The Rossville Opera House. Right. Unfortunately, Dave Triska passed away, so I'm not sure who the owner is. Okay. And there's some videos and YouTube clips up that you can go watch and see of other investigations against right. Larry's story about the. The shadow mist or the shadow, whatever you saw, there's there's a lot of evidence of that. Well, there's a lot of alleged evidence right. of that on videos. And then what, what I had seen in the hallway kind of matches up with that as well. So Yeah, there's stuff going on there. Um, that's another a big one. Again, go back, listen to those EVPs. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you heard. I mean, it's so, and, and you know what? If you're listening in your car or you're listening on your Alexa device or you're listening to, to the, those EVPs through speakers, do yourself a favor, and and I think this just might have made me a believer in listening through headphones to everything because I definitely did not hear what we had heard, what you had heard, the yeah. the move it, and that, and then when I put the headphones in, I crystal clear, yep, I, I can hear it, I like hundred percent. All right, Larry. So season uh, two, episode eight, Rossville Opera House is in the books. What are we doing next week? Well, I'm looking forward to next week because 
I think it's one of the creepiest places we've done, and that's the Whispers Estate in Indiana. <laughs> I mean, stuff happens. You talk about whispers, yeah, that place has whispers. The basement I'll never forget. Oh, man, yeah. I mean, again, you and I doubting each other, um, what we're hearing, where it's coming from, but there is something definitely yep. being done there. A lot of good stories from that place. But uh, thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in next week as Bonzi and I once again unravel more mysteries of the paranormal. Until then... Happy hauntings. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.